Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ahrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ahrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ahrensburg. And today we're going to talk about the secrets that people don't tell you about. Just uh, the ones that we'll talk about are the ones that we can think of in business, parenting, and... Construction. Construction. And how this even, the subject came up is there's, if you guys are not on TikTok, I know a lot of you guys are probably not on TikTok. Everybody thinks it's a young man's game, but there's a lot of older people, including me on TikTok. And there's this thing, kind of a trend happening right now, which is fun, where people are asking the question in many different ways. But one of the ways they're asking this one question is, what is something, you know, secret or unknown that happens at your work? that nobody knows about and you want to tell us about. And there is a woman who worked at Publix and she said, if you go to Publix to the deli and you order a sandwich, order this certain type of bread. It's like called mountain white bread or something like that. If you order that type of bread, they will make you two sandwiches and you'll only pay for one because it has something to do with, you know, sizing. So you'll get, if you order a hoagie roll, you'll get one sandwich. Because they can cut it, I guess. I guess it's because they can cut it in half. Yeah. But if you get this mountain bread, they give you these slices of bread and you end up with two sandwiches. So it's like right. these really cool tricks and tips that no one would ever know unless right. you work at a store or you work at a place. Well, I hope you like that bread though. I hope you do too. But it just makes you feel like you're winning when you can, right. you know, double up. You can have you can have lunch for tomorrow. Two for the price of one. <laughs> so there's all these ticks and t- tips and tricks, of, you know, that people know about because they work places or they've experienced something and just bumped into them. And surely there are things in your life, listeners, and in ours too, that we have come across in raising kids, doing construction, and in my own business that no one else really thinks or knows about, and they just need someone to tell them. And then it's like, oh. Wish I'd have known that. Wish I'd known that. I may have approached this differently. So we're going to talk about some of those today. I thought that'd be fun. All right. Well, let's start with... uh your business, construction world, or your design world, maybe. Okay, so this one for me is very recent, and maybe it's not like a cool tip or trick, but just know that contractors, whether you consider them to be cheap or expensive, like you can you can hire whoever contractor. If they come and meet you, and you seem like you're going to be a pain in the butt to work with, they're going to jack their price up. Likewise, if they are super busy, they're going to jack their price up. So prices of contractors can be relative to how busy they currently are and how big of a pain in the butt they think yeah, you're so going to be How to do work you know with. which one you are, though? <laughs> if you have a contractor come over and you've heard, oh, it should cost $1,000 and they give you a price of $2,000, is it, was I a pain in the butt? Can we go or? back to the episode where we talked about know thyself and self-awareness? There are just some people who are very difficult to work with, and contractors and designers both. I pride myself in being able to see these people coming from a very long way away, and contractors are the same way. When you have a relationship with a contractor or a designer, it is truly a relationship. You have to work well together. Your personalities have to meld together well. You're going to be working together for a long time, and especially right now, with because every contractor and designer are busy right now. We're just in a good season for that. Um, They don't have time to put up with your baloney malarkey. So they can be a lot they can pickier. be yes and they are being pickier and so it's not that you should accept bad craftsmanship or something like that but you need to learn when to let it go right. and either that or you're going to pay a premium to be a pain in the rumpus just know it so if you don't have a, a lot of money to work with you don't have a lot of leeway to be super picky yeah but how do how do people know they're being picky versus this is just what i want 
Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. Having having a designer helps with that, but do people not know when there being pains in the rumpus? Like, do you not know when you're I don't being know. I super look back picky? To, you know, we had an incident where I tried to hire a maid for you for your birthday one year. Yeah. Man, and if I can go across the top of the of the baseboard and still see dust, that's not good. Yeah. I, but I remember, like, they, they messed up, and I called them back. They came back one more time, and I called them one more time, like, hey, you still missed this. And they're like, you know what, forget it. And <laughs> we'll just give you your money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like I was being a pain in the butt, but at the same time, it's like, you missed that. And then I remember I specifically said, do the ceiling fans, and they didn't do one of the ceiling fans. Well, again, but so if they had it, known that going in, if they had seen us coming, they would have just skipped the job altogether. Instead, right. they ended up losing their cleaning twice. You know, right. so th- we are picky and I get that, but you know, I was willing to pay more to be a pain in the rumpus in that case. Do you remember that? I, I thought do remember that. If they, in fact, we did pay more and I thought that we were getting, like, I thought that yeah, that we was paid the, paying the more the top of the get, line. They had different yeah. packages and we played, paid for the top package. Right. And so I thought that would be everything. And anyway, all I'm getting at is that just know going into this stuff with designers and contractors that if if they've jacked up the price so much, it might be because they actually don't want the job with you. Yeah. It might be a you problem. Not a them. Not a them Not problem. A them. Yep. That's what I got for business. <laughs> right. That's a, you know, people think, oh, he's just expensive. No, he's expensive for you. Just for you. Isn't that special? Yeah. You feel you feel real special after that, I'm sure. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about kids. Anything with kids? Um, the one I came up with was that, you know, when, when you're having, especially for your first kid, you feel like you need to read every book and listen to every possible piece of information there is about raising children. And it's, I don't think it's necessary. I think, you know, deep down what you have to do now doing, it's a whole separate issue. I'll say that. We have our parenting instincts. I have a mothering instinct. I mean, sticking to it is a different issue, but I think you know when your child is not acting the way that that a kid his age should be acting without having to read a book about it or, you know, seek professional advice on how to raise children. Yeah, I think I'd I'd actually advise, well, okay, here's one thing. Definitely, I don't give advice. We've talked about this before. I don't give people advice unless they ask for it when it comes to you know, parenting and mamaing and all that stuff because I think it's everybody else thinks that they're that's their job. But um, if I'm asked, I always say, don't read new books. Stop reading the books. Stop mm-hmm. reading the mommy blogs. We're so, we've got so much information at our just fingertips with typing into Google. I mean, okay, you guys already know this when it comes to medical conditions, right? Yep. You know that if you have something on your leg, like a little bump or something, don't go Google it because you're going to be dying. I mean, well, Google is going to tell you like, it's you're either, dying. It's either a bruise or it's or it's cancer. cancer. And so, so it, your mind immediately goes to cancer. cancer sure, bruise, it's worst case scenario. You know. And so I think that that's without realizing it. We think we're preparing. We think right. by reading lots of books, we're getting prepared for having a baby. Um, that's not true. Also, in that same vein, you don't need all the things. When a baby comes, they grow very fast. Right. You don't need a ton of newborn size diapers. You need size two and three. You don't need a ton of clothes. They're going to grow out of that. Mm-hmm. They won't even wear all of them before. No, you're going to pack you. your closet full of so many clothes and they're not going to wear them all. I know it's fun, but... The amount of hand... You'll end up with more clothes than you even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Google capsule wardrobe. 
I could, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I would have figured out what a capsule wardrobe was and done that because they don't need that much clothing. You are going to be washing clothes pretty, pretty frequently because especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning, they're like pooping up their backs and stuff and that's no fun and you have to like constantly do laundry. But anyway, um, stop reading books and reading websites just trust your instinct. Trust your motherly instinct. I act like everybody here is listening that's a mom or a woman or whatever, but... Trust your fatherly instinct <laughs> well. And men help help out. Um, but those are the two things for kids. We didn't even talk about your teaching. I bet you have a land, just like a gold mine of things that you think that parents don't know going in to, you know, te- teachers and what they should say to teachers or what... Um, you know, kids come home with and tell their parents that they think that they don't know that you're telling, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I, I yes and no. I think a lot I want of this stuff I a hot and juicy is, tip. What are you talking about? I think it's all common sense stuff, though. Mm. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, when it comes to parents, I teach high school, so this does not apply on every level. Generally speaking, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from the kid. Ooh, I love that tip, especially in high school. I mean, I for the most part, if if the kid is sick... He can get his his device out, and he can email me. I don't need mom to email me. So overly involved parents is no bueno in high school. Yes. Now I do think I do think they need to be there because you know on the opposite end of the spectrum is you, you have the parents that's completely checked out. Sure. And the there's kid, a balance. The kid hasn't turned in a single homework assignment, and you had no idea. Yeah. You know, so I do think you need to be checking up on your kid, but when it comes time for the kid to make something happen, they need to make it happen. Well, because high school is a time when these kids are like getting their wings. I mean, if we're talking about baby birds and whatnot, you're pushing them out of the nest. You're trying to push them out of the nest. And if you're still doing everything for them, of course, guys, you're, you're a teacher. So you're seeing this from, from that inside view, which is great because we don't have kids this age yet. So I don't feel, um, able to give advice on what parents should do in high school because I'm not there yet. I don't have a kid that's in high school. No, but they're getting there. And every time that our older two have issues, with the school, I always tell them, get Did your you? device out and email. They all have yeah. an email. Yeah. And they're in middle school now. Get your device out and email your teacher. Now, I'll, if you need me to help you craft the email, I can do that. But sure. you need to do it. It needs to come from your email address, not love, mine. I always love hearing what they've devised as a, they'll read the email back to you. And like, is that good? I'm like, send yeah. it. Go ahead and send that, baby. Go ahead. They'll know it was you when they <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll for sure know I did not send that email. Um, but yeah, I think that's great advice that, you know, it's time It's time to start letting your kids do on their own and fail a little bit on their own because when they get out in the real world, failures are a lot bigger. I mean, that's true from, right. from the time they're babies until, like, letting them fail in little ways that's age-appropriate. I would say that. Little, little ways. That's a, good, that's a good way to put it. They need to fail in little ways. Sure. Don't wait till your kid has an F and then, right. you know, get it, and then you get in contact. Why does little Johnny have an F? Why is it always well, little Johnny? I always use Susie as well. Oh. Johnny and Susie are, are the only two kids I teach. Oh, okay. So it's a very white bread school, very white I bread mean, world. Johnny is, is her dog's name Spot. Could be. I, we don't ever talk about the dog, as far as I know. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some things that we wish people had told us before we got into our construction projects. Welcome back. Uh, in continuing our discussion about things that we wish people had told us, uh, let's talk about some construction things that we wish we had known before 
we got to doing them. All right. So let's talk about construction. Um, construction is something that, you know, a lot of people who are listening are like, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I make my husband do this? Whatever. But as far as actual construction is concerned, your life will be so much easier with proper tools. And I think that that's probably not a secret. I think that people tell you that all the time, but I am telling you from experience that having the correct tools will help you get the job. I mean, until you had a multi-tool, what did we use to cut around doorways? I don't even know what we used to use Um, to put wood flooring in and and stuff like that. I think we were just doing it wrong. No, I was using a table saw and I was like trying not to cut my finger off and make the cut. Like, I would take it outside, draw it, and then use a table saw and turn the wood a it's million just, and a half different ways. Oh, my gosh. So, we could have lost cut. fingers, not to mention the fact that we were losing all kinds of time, and it looked burgered up and messed yes. up anyway. It definitely didn't look like a professional job. Right. That's for sure. Um, I will also say that there is, as a designer, there is a difference when you can DIY a project between looking like DIY mm-hmm. and looking like... Something that you did that looks like, like not professional, professional, like you went and bought a piece of furniture, but you can tell the difference between those two. Right. And so I think having the perspective on, is this going to look like I threw together some, like this whole pallet furniture phase that we went through a few years ago that I wished would go away as soon as it came up, where people were pulling apart pallets and painting them and nailing them back together. Just awful. Like it looks like. Looks homemade. It looks homemade, and it looks like somebody that didn't know what they were doing slapped together a bunch of stuff. Right. And so, you know, having the proper tools, having the right materials, and then knowing the methods to, you know, sand things down so they look smooth, or right. paint them with a sprayer instead of a paintbrush. I would, but again, I think that gets back to tools and materials. I mean, I can't... There, The number of jobs that we did without the right tools, I think that's what makes them look so... Terrible. kindergarten yeah. yeah i mean i i look back at like kind of the the big tools that we bought that kind of stepped up now we've been fortunate along the way we've been able to borrow tools from my mm. brother who's in construction mm-hmm. like but, a frame nailer and right. like these things that you only use one time ever but when when we haven't had those things and i was just trying to use the tools that we had like we didn't have a good circular saw yeah and then i went and bought that nice dewalt circular saw and all i mean but, it, was, uh, it was a game changer yeah yeah um, now, and the same with the multi-tool is probably the next major one. Which but, is so funny because it's like a, the multi-tool is like a $60 tool. It's right. not an expensive tool. But I think until that point, we didn't even know it existed or we didn't realize because Dremels have come a long way. A multi-tool, Dremel is a sim- Dremel's right. the brand name, but they come in a, cu- a couple different brands. I think that they're they're newer in the in their use, I guess. Yeah, they come with I all these different attachments now. We're using reciprocating saws and jigsaws. To do the things to that, do the, things are doing that now. the Dremels are doing because yeah. the Dremels, I, I don't know if it's they've made them faster or they can cut faster or whatever it is, but I would imagine 20 years ago there weren't a lot of people that were using multi tools. We weren't doing do. construction 20 years no, ago. No, I know. <laughs> so I know. we've been in the age of Dremel. The other thing, too, is if you guys are thinking about doing construction and you don't have a tool or you don't have the proper tool and you don't want to buy it, um, Go rent one. There's mm-hmm. several places, at least here in Mobile, that you can rent tools. There's one Home Depot that will rent, and then there's some independent places where you can rent tools. And renting tools is a great way for you to get a handle on how to use it to see if maybe just test it out. Right. Um, and then 
Uh, it's also a way that you can give it back, not have a storage for it, you know, all these different things. And I will say another tip that we have decided on, we will not buy a power washer, a pressure washer. Right. And that seems crazy, but those things break all the time, all the time. I would rather go and rent a pressure washer, like a big heavy duty commercial one from mm-hmm. Home Depot and pressure wash all of our walls, all of our walks and all that once or twice a year and have this big, I mean, the one that they rent you is like the best of the best. It's right. the most commercial one they sell. And you don't have to keep it up. It's the Right. Problem. The maintenance of a pressure washer, because you have to, you know, it sets up over the winter because you're not using a pressure right. washer during the winter and it sets up and you have to drain all the gas and all yep. the different things. And we are telling you this from the perspective of people who care about DIY and construction and and do everything on our own, but that is one tool that I refuse to buy. And, you know, unlike a lot of the other tools we have, that is a tool you're only going to use twice a year. You'll use now, it in the spring and use it in the fall. And every once in a while, I'm it. like, oh man, I wish I had one of those little battery powered ones so I could like take the little rug, like the step rug outside or, right. you know, something that won't fit in the washing machine or my little cushions or something like that. But still it's not enough to compel me to go and buy one and have it stored and keep it. Now, that would the kind that I would buy if I bought one would be like a small plug-in. You hook it up to the hose, you plug it in, which seems like a bad idea, honestly, yeah, to hook electricity, plug it in some electricity <laughs> to run some water. And water together, but they have them and they work great. And but they're super low pressure. Like they're just not what you need right. to be doing. It's almost big like putting areas. your hose on jet. Yes, it's about yeah. like that, yes. And so that's the only type that I would consider, but when we do big pressure washing, I mean, we've got stucco wall, we've got wood um, fencing, we've got brick. Driveways. Driveway. I mean, the amount of pressure washing that we have to do on a yearly basis is huge, but mm-hmm. I would still rather rent the big boy commercial one from Home Depot for a whole weekend, which would probably cost me a couple hundred bucks, right. than to buy that thing or even a lesser one. It would probably one. cost a hundred, couple hundred bucks to buy one, but At, then to maintain it. Right. Is, is I just, gonna... I'm not willing to maintain one, so... I don't Maybe know if that's... you buy one every couple of years and just toss it. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially wasteful. that's essentially what it turns into. But yeah. no, the one I think the power on the the one from the you know the rental is just so much better. Yeah, I think you can run hot water through. I mean, it's like a whole whole situation. So I'm much much more apt to, and I think it'll go faster too. Anyway, we're gonna do that for the first time. We've never done it before. I've always like borrowed my dad's, and then the mm-hmm. the wand will break or the right, and then you feel it'll bad leak. That you broke his. Yes, thing and, I don't yeah. like. So everybody would say probably like, "We'll just borrow your dad's or borrow your neighbor's." Not interested in that. Right. Like, I'm not interested in which I know inevitably inevitably is gonna happen. It worked when I got it, and yes. I break it somehow. It's it, always the power washer tool. Every other tool that we borrowed, I know it, it works. We return it. This is my entire point. Not. Stop buying power. I mean, stop, yeah, buying power washers. Go and rent one. That's my tip, I think, for construction is having the right tools, but then sometimes know which tools to just rent and not have to maintain and not have to store at your house because they're big or they're a lot of maintenance. And that's certainly one of them. Yeah, you know, and and knowing that, though, is kind of tricky. I mean, we kind of switching gears a little bit. We bought a floor nailer, which is a very special nail gun that you only ever use in flooring. But but we knew that we had, I mean, this is the second house now that we're putting wood floors down in, and you put down 1,000 square feet of floors. Well, the other thing, too, is that that project always takes, you know it's going to take multiple weekends. Right. So you're putting down 1,000 square feet of flooring. By the time I, you know, finish, and it doesn't take any maintenance, right? Like, once you're done with the floor right. nailer, it's a relatively small tool. You're done with it. It connects to the air compressor, and then you box it up, and you put it in storage. And there's no, like, you know 
oil or gas or like it's a it's a and very let simple. Let me get it out and run it the week this weekend just to make sure it works like your, again. Yeah, like your generator, your hurricane right. generator, or whatever. No, it's this simple. It's a very simple tool. There's a mallet that goes with it. It's very easy, and so to me that's worthwhile. So if you have if you're trying to make the decision. I think it's where the engines, the, you know, the engines that are involved is what really, and you're, and you're only using it once or twice a year. Like you have to delineate which, which is most important for you to, to purchase versus, um, rent or whatever. So the floor nailer for sure came in, in handy for us. We have several houses. It paid for itself within mm-hmm. the first. Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of times the it's, first floor it paid for itself. Yeah. A lot of times it's, um, it's almost the cost of the tool to rent it. Right. But then I think of the maintenance, the long-term maintenance. And I think that's where it comes in. That's where right. I have to decide. And that one doesn't have any maintenance. So yeah. that makes so it So we up. made the right decision. Okay. So that is our conversation on tricks and tips for all of our things. We're going to go to a break. And then when we come back, we're going to take a listener question. Welcome back. We are going to take a question from one of our listeners. It reads, I've been listening to your podcast, and in your last episode on excuses, you said, not having enough time is not an excuse. But I really don't have enough time to get all of these construction projects. (laughs) I like how it's like, (laughs) you told me not to make excuses, but now I'm going to make an excuse. When do y'all get them done? (laughs) Just on the weekends? Question mark? Yes, on the weekends, in Christmas break, in summer break. You're a teacher. The ta- the uh, balance is you don't get paid a lot of money, but you got lots of breaks from school. get lots of breaks. <laughs> got my breaks. So we don't have the excuse of not having time because we do have time. We have the excuse of not having money, and that's why we DIY things. You see how right. what we're doing here? It's a, so, it's a whole but thing. So for the person that works the regular 9 to 5, 52 weeks out of the year. Yep. They're you do it on the weekend. On the weekends, and and you probably Although, hire someone. You know, you, there are you know banking holidays and other days that are sure. There's three day weekends all over the place. Instead of going downtown and having a or having a like a spa day, right? We don't we don't do those things. Like that's just who we are, and sure. we just not interested. And I guess it depends on what the project is. I mean, if it's painting some rooms, you could do those at night when you get home. Of course. Just a little bit here and there, but you know, a big project like us when we did these epoxy floors, yeah, you're going to need you're going to need several days. And we are still putting our life back together from that. I right. just what are we we're a month. A month at least. A month and a half probably at this point. I mean, from in. when we first started, it's coming up on two months. Yeah. Since we, yeah, that which it was a whole debacle and it went bad right. and it went good. But if it had gone good since, you know, from the beginning, it would still have been us out of the house for a week, mm-hmm. putting our furniture back, all that stuff, just for floors. And they're like painted floors, basically. And we're just now getting our stuff back to get like, like, you know, all the tools that have been sitting outside, we're finally putting them back away. Mm-hmm. I would say two to three weeks at this point. We're used to living in a little bit of a chaotic mess. We know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to happen someday. It's going to all come yeah, together. Yeah, so we're okay with our house being a mess during the week, knowing that when we get to the weekend, we'll take the next step in that yeah. direction. But during it's, the week, it's just going to be a mess. Yeah. And then we, we've just come to live with that. And I think the same thing goes if you're talking about painting. If we're just talking small stuff that you're saying, oh, it'll just take you a weekend to paint a room. Unless you only have a day or four hours, right? right. You can paint one wall of the room. 
And I know people hate to not complete a project yeah. in a weekend. It sucks, but it's progress. Sure. There's just something like you've got to turn this key in your mind from thinking that everything happens like an HGTV show. And right. in, in 30 a, minutes, it's going to be done. Yeah. It just, it doesn't happen that way. Right. I mean, this house we've been in for three years and we just got off of concrete floors downstairs. We're right. putting baseboards in next weekend, guys. Like we have a kitchen that looks like 14 different kinds of linoleum flooring has been chewed off in places because we've been like working around it for three years. And I don't see that project coming up anytime soon. We no. still have bathrooms to do. Mm-hmm. Like this house is 2,500 square feet and we are, I would say, 25% of the way through the projects at this point. And that's just the inside. I mean, we, we all the work we've done outside too. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, you have to settle in and be prepared for the ride, especially if you're doing a whole house. If you're talking about paint, changing paint or, you know, doing changing flooring or whatever, it's a few weeks out of your life. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. Learn how to do four, you know, floorboards. And live with it until you can come back and vacuum out the dirt that accumulated and then continue along your way. It's going to take some time. It might take you weekends for the next year. But dang it, when you turn back around and look a year from now and see, you'll be so proud of yourself. Right. I guess option two is if you don't have the time, hire somebody. I mean, like if you really don't have the time. Yeah. Hire someone. They can come in during the day while you're at work. Yep. And the contractor will get it done. The third option is something that we've done several times, which is to hire like a hand. So unskilled labor who can hand you the tools or that can, we have children that do that for us in most cases. But at one time we have hired or a time or two, like when we did our old kitchen, I remember you hired one of your old students. He was an adult. He wasn't like a student at the time, but um, he helped you do demo. That is non-skilled labor. Anybody can rip plaster off Mm -hmm. of a wall and load it into a truck and and load it into a truck and drive it away to the dump or whatever. But that saves you hours of time. Mm -hmm. And so you're paying that person, you know, by the hour and that's an extra step of hand, a set of hands that help you get things done quicker, but you still have to be the one if you're DIYing it that knows what you're right. doing. Yeah. So that's the third option. That's the happy medium between the two. If you want to do it a little quicker, but you can't afford to hire a full-time full-time contractor right. to get it done, that's your happy medium. Yep. So that's all we have today for our discussion. I want to hear y'all's stories, your tips and tricks for whatever work you do if you're a lawyer if you're a doctor if you work at a Publix if you work at a an oil change place I don't care I want to hear any little tip that we don't know as a silly consumer these are always so interesting to me when I'm scrolling through TikTok it's like my favorite part of TikTok so send those to us you can send them to us on our Instagram which is building Aaronsburg our Facebook also building Aaronsburg or to our our Gmail which is building Aaronsburg at gmail.com until next time Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. You know nothing about social media, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Can you make me an administrator, babe? (laughs) What is it called? I I really don't know. Is it administrator? (laughs) I need administrative rights on the... uh... The TPS reports.